Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name, the sun comes up. It's a new day dawn It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the
Hello and welcome to worship on this Sunday the 21st of February. Can you believe that we're almost at a year from when we began doing our online Sunday Reflections? I can't. When we started this back in March last year, we assumed this was going to be for a few weeks at most, maybe two or three months. And yet here we are, almost 12 months later, still broadcasting from home, still you enjoying and gathering in your homes to worship together. What a year it's been. And so welcome into this time, welcome into this moment and welcome into this space. And as we gather, called together by God, whether we all gather in the one time or whether we gather at different times throughout the day, may we know that as we come together to worship, that God's Spirit is with us. Let's pray. Father God, you call us here into this space and into this moment, each one of us by name. We hear your whisper and we come into this time in response. Even although we don't leave the seats in which we've been sitting, we prepare ourselves, we clear our minds, we focus on you. You God who threw stars into space at the beginning of time. You God who created mountains, who filled seas, who took earth and made humanity and breathed life into it. And Lord, you didn't just leave us to get on with it. You have been bothering and worrying and loving your creation ever since. working to sustain it and provide for it, us. Even although we do everything that we can sometimes to go against you. And so Lord, you've never given up on us. In fact, getting your hands dirty in creation in that earth wasn't enough. Because actually, Lord, you came in, you stepped into the messiness of life. You took on human form, becoming like us, so that we might know the fullness of your love and the fullness of your grace and your mercy. So that we might know you and the love that you have for us. A love that pursues us, pursues us until the ends of time, calling us, whispering to us your love for us. And so Lord, for the times when we shut your voice out, for the times when we only want to listen to ours or the other voices around us and not hear your call, for the times when we look to our, our own selves for our help and our strength. For the times when we hold you at arm's length, we say sorry. 
Lord, enable us to turn from our own selfish ways to turn to you, to look to you for all that we need, and to recognise, Lord, that in everything that we have, you are at work in our lives, in the people that you've placed around us, in the words often that are spoken to us. And so, Lord, change our hearts, that they might be filled with gratitude for the forgiveness that you offer us and for the love and the blessing that we find in our lives today. If only we open our eyes and look with you in our hearts. Lord, bless this time as we come together. May it be a time of, of refueling, of refilling. A time of transformation, a time of healing. Lord, may we find time with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Over the last few weeks, we've been dwelling in Paul's letter to the Philippians, a letter written from a prison cell. And this week, we bring that to its conclusion. And I'm wondering before we begin, what's the hardest thing in your life that you've ever had to deal with? Maybe there have been many things. Maybe actually you're gonna to have to struggle to find something that's been hard. But I'm pretty sure that all of us will have had things which have challenged us, things which have, that we found really difficult. Maybe the death of a loved one or the end of a marriage or other significant relationship. Maybe life-changing illness or injury, or a scary diagnosis, either for you or a loved one. Maybe you've experienced abuse of one kind or another. Maybe you're in a place where it's hard. Maybe just being here with us online today is the hardest thing you've ever done. What is it, what was it that got you through these times? You don't need to share your hard time if you'd rather not. But why not turn to the person next to you just now who's watching this with you, if there is someone, and share what it was that got you through that time. Or if you're watching this on your own, then feel free to put something in the comments if you want, or journal about it, or just pause for a moment and think about it. What was it that got you through your hardest of times. Whether we like it or not, life happens and hard stuff happens in life. We face challenges illness, the death of loved ones, the loss of relationships, all kinds of things. And somehow we just have to find the courage to pick ourselves up and to keep on going, to keep on living. When really sometimes all we feel like doing some of those days is giving up. This week we're, as I've said, we're finishing off our series in Philippians, a letter written to the fledgling church at Philippi while Paul is facing an uncertain future 
from a prison cell. And so let's hear God's word today. Today's reading comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 13. That's Philippians 4, starting at verse 4. May you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Show a gentle attitude towards everyone. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers ask God for what you need, always asking him with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. In conclusion, my brothers, fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely and honourable. Put into practice what you learnt and received from me, both from my words and from my actions, and the God who gives us peace will be with you. In my life in union with the Lord, it is a great joy to me that after so long a time you once more had a chance of showing that you care for me. I don't mean that you had stopped caring for me, you just had no chance to show it. And I am not saying this because I feel neglected, for I have learnt to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have more than enough. I have learnt this secret so that anywhere, at any time, I am content, whether I am full or hungry, whether I have too much or too little. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. Thanks be to God for this reading from his holy word. Remember Paul's writing at his lowest ebb. He's in prison and he doesn't know whether he will live or die. He doesn't know whether these might actually be his final words to the church that he founded and that he loves in Philippi. And so I imagine that Paul chooses those words very carefully. I know how carefully I choose the words that I use on a Sunday. And I imagine Paul sitting in his prison cell or, or you know, in his prison cell, actually thinking, really thinking about the words and the weight of the words to put into this letter to his friends, his partners in the gospel in the church in Philippi. These are words of thanksgiving and encouragement. Paul thanks the church in Philippi for the gifts that they've sent, the money that they've sent, and because that means that Paul will receive food and care while he's in prison. And Paul doesn't just thank them, but rejoices in their love for him that he feels through that gift. That's evident in the fact that they haven't forgotten about him, that they care for his well-being in very practical ways. And just as a wee aside, that speaks to me powerfully of, of how sometimes all we need to do is just let somebody else know that we're thinking of them if they're experiencing a hard time for their day to be transformed. But even in the midst of Paul's suffering in jail, Paul is able to see the good that's happening around him, the good that God is involved in and is making happen. And he thanks God for the ways in which others are ministering God's love and care to him. Has that been your experience? When you have been in trying times, when trouble has come knocking at your door, are you able to see the ways that God is at work around you in the small things? The people around you, placed around you, that seem as though they're just for such a time as this? 
the kind word spoken to you, the flowers that someone sends, the cooked meal that someone turns up at the door with. Paul is encouraged just by knowing that others care about him. And he finds the breath and the thanksgiving and gratitude within him to rejoice, to be literally filled with joy. And it's out of this gratitude that he, Paul, is able to encourage the Philippians who are facing difficulties of persecution and things like that themselves. He encourages them, don't be anxious, but to let their gentleness be on show. When things are hard, it can be very easy to close up and go inside our hard shells and to push people away. But Paul says, don't do that. Be gentle. Let your gentleness be on show. Be vulnerable with people. And for the peace of God, he prays a blessing over them and says, let the peace of God stand, stand sentry. So, you know, those, those soldiers who would stand as sentries at the opening to a fortress, let them, let God stand as sentry bearers to protect their hearts. Paul probably appeared to others as a human dynamo, a whirlwind of activity. Achieving more in a comparatively short space of time, probably only around 10 years, than most of us achieve in a lifetime. And in those same 10 years, Paul suffered hardship after hardship after hardship and danger after danger after danger. More than most people would have had in those days. Shipwreck, for goodness sake. Prison, more than once. Most of us can't even imagine the things that Paul went through in order to share the gospel. But out of all of that hardship and pain comes a peril. For Paul has discovered a true contentment in the midst of all of that. A contentment that is so evidenced, so in evidence as he writes to Philippi from prison. For even in the midst of imprisonment, Paul knows what it is to be free, truly free. Paul can live, he has lived with abundance and he's lived with hunger and want and he finds freedom from both of them. He won't be defined by either of them. Instead, what de defines Paul's life is the contentment stemming from a power given to him in Christ that enables him to live in and to experience any circumstance. When things get hard, many people find resiliency and strength to keep on going. But for Paul, this strength isn't about self-reliance. It's not about finding the resources within himself to keep on going or to smile at the fluctuating fortunes that life is throwing at him. Rather, Paul understands that the power, the power to do that, to keep on going, the power to, to find the ability to, to smile and to reach out to others, even in the midst of hardship, doesn't come from himself. Paul discovers instead that his strength, the strength that gets him through it, that he's strong enough for anything because of the one who gives him strength. God himself, whom we and Paul knew in Jesus. And he encourages the Philippians to know the same sufficiency in their lives. And for us, Paul's message 
the secret that he himself discovered, that in all things, Christ is all that we need. Christ's grace is sufficient for us today. One of my favourite verses that has really spoken to me in my most difficult of times comes from the book of Exodus. It's Exodus 14, 14. But it says, Moses says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. The promise that was given to the Israelites in the desert, that promise that God will fight for us, we need only be still, is ours through Christ. When we are worn out, when we are burdened with heavy cares or hollowed out by grief, when pain is tossing us this way and that, what peace to think that we have everything we need and everything we can ever need to get through it, to put one step in front of the other. We need everything, all of our needs met in Christ. And that's not about what we do. It's more about what God does for us on our behalf. When it seems that no one else is there, there is Christ. When it seems that there is nowhere to turn, there is Christ. When it seems that we don't have an ounce of our being left to continue, there is Christ. When we have no strength left to go on with, there is Christ lifting us up and carrying us forward, giving us his strength to go on, giving us his strength to continue. And isn't that worth rejoicing over? I hope earlier that when you thought of things that have given you strength through your darkest of times, that you were able to think of some. And so now as we go into our reflective time, why not pause for a moment and give God thanks, literally rejoice for the ways in which he has touched your life and given you strength, for the people that he's placed around you, for the different things that he's in the different ways that he's acted in your life, which have brought strength and courage. Let your heart rejoice for the ways in which Christ has given in the past and gives now you strength. All 
join together in prayer. Loving God, we bring you our prayers for others, for our world and for ourselves. Thankful that we can turn to you for strength and courage, for you know each one of us by name. You know all of us inside out, with all our worries and our fears, and all our hopes and our dreams. You sustain us and guide us when life seems tough. We pray for all our church family and friends and as we think back to almost a year since the first lockdown began and the times when we were all could all meet together as your people, we pray for all who have suffered during this time through bereavement, loss, illness, isolation and life-changing issues. And we pray for all who are in hospital, without loved ones being able to visit and offer support. And we pray for all who anxiously wait at home for news, longing to see their loved ones. We pray for all who suffer from memory loss and their carers. At a time when they are isolated at home, and for their family members who are unable to provide support, in the ways that they would wish. We remember too all who are shielding and isolating at home. Lord, bring healing, comfort and peace. And we give thanks and pray for all the medical and nursing staff who are working so hard to keep our health service going and all the admin and HR staff who make sure that all the right people and resources are in place. And we give thanks too and pray for all key workers. Lord, keep them safe. We pray for our children and young people as some of them return to school next week. Many looking forward to being with their friends again and some anxious about returning. And we give thanks and pray for all the teachers, support workers and staff who care for them in these challenging times. And we pray for our world, 
Lord, bring peace where there is conflict and, heal and healing where there is suffering and hardship. As the vaccine rollout continues throughout the world, we pray for people in poor and underdeveloped countries where there are difficulties in accessing the vaccine. And we pray for a ceasefire in areas of conflict so people can be vaccinated. Lord, may there be a global approach to provide vaccines for all. We take a few moments of silence now to bring you the prayers in our own hearts. Sometimes it's hard to put our worries into words and in the stillness we hand over our burdens to you, Lord. And we finish in the words that Jesus taught us to pray when we are together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you to all who have contributed towards today's reflections. We really appreciate the different voices that come together to make up our, our reflective service together. And I pray that this time for you has been a time of blessing, a time of, of being strengthened, a time of, of hope, and that you've found something that you are able to rejoice at. I've enjoyed preaching through Paul's letter to the Philippians. It, these, each week I preach as much to myself as what I do to you. And I've got an awful lot out of these readings. And I really hope that you have too in these days where many of us are struggling with lots of different things. And so I pray that they've blessed you. I pray that they've given you strength and hope. And that, that something in them, God, somewhere in them, God has touched your life and and that something has resonated with you and so all that's left for me to do is to bless you as we leave this space go in peace and may god stand sentry over your hearts may christ guide you and give you strength and may you know the love and blessing of god almighty father son and holy spirit resting upon you guarding you and giving you life today and forevermore. Amen. Thousand years.